well, you might have realized that the theme today is a God who sees us, and the name for that is Alroy. And that name comes from the story in the Bible, the story of Hagar. And so just a little bit of background information for you guys before we dive deep into her story. Um, Hagar was a slave of Abraham and Sarah's. And you might know the story that God promised Abraham. He promised him descendants more than he could count. He took him out to the night sky and he showed him the stars. And he said, you will have descendants that outnumber this. Except he was getting old. Him and his wife, they had no kids. And they were starting to worry. They were like, how is this going to work? Sarah hasn't had a kid. She'd been praying. She'd been trying. And so Sarah offered her slave Hagar to Abraham to start a family through her. And so Abraham agrees with Sarah, and then Hagar becomes pregnant. After this, Sarah becomes jealous of Hagar, because Hagar had a kid, and she couldn't. And she just, God had promised her, and she'd held on to the hope for that. And so she begins to mistreat Hagar. And so in Hagar's distress, she flees to the desert. Here she would have felt alone, isolated, no one, no one saw her, no one understood her, no one could see what she was going through. And here an angel of the Lord appeared to her and told her that she was going to have a son and that she would name him Ishmael, which means God hears. In Genesis 16, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He tells her to return to her mistress Sarah and he said that he would bless her by making her descendants so much so that they'd be too numerous to count. And here it says in Genesis chapter 16, verse 13, thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. She also said, have I truly seen the one who sees me? I think it's pretty incredible that Hagar felt invisible. She felt alone. She felt isolated. She was going through something in her life that she probably never expected to experience. She had no support people. She had no family. She felt alone. But God saw her. God showed her that that wasn't true. She wasn't invisible. And that he saw every single struggle that she was facing. And he didn't just, it wasn't a once and only thing. He didn't just come show her this amazing, an angel of the Lord came and spoke to her. He continues to see her. He continues to show up for her. And we can see that in this next part. So after she returned and she had a son, Ishmael, everything was okay until God gave Sarah a child. And you might know son Isaac, pretty famous in the Bible. So she had a son Isaac. And then she was like, well, I don't want Hagar and her son around anymore. I have a son. God's plan will be fulfilled through my son. And so they gave Hagar and her son, they gave her some bread and some water, and they sent her and her son off into the wilderness. In Genesis 21, verses 15 to 19, when the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade of a bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about a hundred yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said, as she burst into tears. But God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called Hagar from heaven. Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. Then God opened Hagar's eyes, and she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy something to drink. The God who sees us, he knows our name, he knows Hagar's name, and then in turn, she gave him a name. So as you read through Hagar's story, you can see, and she's referred to, she's referred to as maidservant, servant, slave. That, that was her name. That was what Abraham and Sarah called her. She wasn't seen as Hagar. Almost like she wasn't worth a name, 
or in other words, she had no value to them. But when the angel of the Lord appeared to Hagar, the first word out of his mouth was Hagar. He called her by her name. When no one else cared enough to even show Hagar the decency of using her name, God did. He knew her name, he saw her, and he cared deeply. And it's the same with us. God knows each and every single one of our names. He sees us and he cares deeply. Something that I love is not only did God see her and God knew her name, she in turn named God. Because the Bible uses so many different names to describe the many different attributes of God. These names then show us the different sides of him and his character. Through these names, we can see his mercy, his love, and his power. You might, the Lord our provider, all of these different names. And the Hebrew name that Hagar uses to describe God is Alroy, the God who sees us. Many of these names for God in the Bible begin with Al. Al refers to God, and Roy is the Hebrew word for see or look. And we find this name for God only one time in the Bible, in the story of Hagar. And it's even believed that Hagar is the only person in the Bible, male or female, Jew or Gentile, who's been able to name God personally. She, he saw her, he saw her personally, he saw her struggles, and I've had times in my life where God has seen me and he's seen things. And these can be big things, these can be small things, but one time where I saw the physical movement of God for me, he saw me, he cared about what I cared about, is this one time at Replenish Conference. So for those of you who don't know, Replenish Conference is a women's conference. And so you go there and you have lots of fun, there's a youthy bit, and you sing worship and you learn lots about God. And they have... They had this merchandise, so you can go, you can buy t-shirts, you can buy jackets. And this one year, they decided to do something really special. And they got a bunch of denim, different denim jackets from thrift shops, secondhand stores, and they'd embroidered different things on the back. And so you go in there, and there's all the different sizes, so it's really luck of the draw. And so two of my friends had found a jacket that fit them, and they would loved them, and they bought them. So I was sitting here, and I was a little bit like, oh, that's okay, I suppose. I mean, I really would have loved one, would have loved to, you know, be matching. I kind of moved on, was really enjoying the worship, really enjoying the message. And then afterwards, a lady at that conference came to mum and came to me, and she said, I have this jacket, but I just really feel like God told me to give this to you, to give this to your daughter. I just really feel like he wants her to have it. So, you know, I tried on, and it fits perfectly. It fits like a glove. And so that's just one example, maybe the first example in my life where I really just felt like God saw me. He cared about me. It wasn't, it wasn't a huge thing. It, wasn't, it was just a jacket. But it meant, it meant the world to me. And so he sees you, and he cares. Even if it's something that, how could he care? It's something so silly, so, something so small. He sees you, and he cares. Exactly like that video, where everything that mothers do can go unnoticed. It can seem invisible to others, but not to God. He sees you, he sees your struggles, and he sees every single thing that you do for your kids, every single sacrifice that you make. Yeah. And as a child, we appreciate it. Sometimes, sometimes it goes unnoticed, sometimes we don't see it, but it's there. And when, the, when you leave, you just realize exactly how much your mom does for you, and you don't exactly realize it, and you're just like, wow, that's just amazing. So, here we go. <laughs> but this message doesn't just apply to mothers. Well, it's special things for mothers. It applies to everyone. It applies to young kids. 
It applies to teenagers, and it applies to adults. Because I'm sure everyone here has felt that no one understands them. No one sees them. But our Roy, our God, sees us. He sees the unique individual that you are. He's right beside us in every single step that we take, and he knows us right down to the numbers of hairs on our head. In Psalm 113, it says this, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. God loves, God loves you, and he's the perfect father who wants a personal relationship with us. And he cares about what we care about. No matter how big, no matter how small, he cares about everything. And so I have another little bit of a story. And it's, <laughs> it's a little bit funny, it's a little bit silly, but um, I, I woke up one morning and I was, about to, I was going to do the kids' message the next morning. And so, you know, I was a little bit nervous. It was my first time that I was going to stand up here and speak. And so I woke up, and I realized that I had this, like, huge pimple, like, on the, on the center of my nose. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's just this. It doesn't really matter. And I wasn't, like, hung up over it. I wasn't, like, obsessing about it. But it was a little bit like, okay, that's not the greatest thing that you want to do when you're about to stand up and, like, do public speaking. So... <laughs> And so the next morning I woke up and it's gone. Like it's just, it's gone. And so that was something so small, something so little, something so, it's like it's insignificant, that's the right word. And he knew that just by doing that, he was telling me, I'm here for you. You know? It's something through something so small, he, I, look, I woke up and I was like, that can't be anything else, that, that's God. which just goes to show he cares about the little things in your life. He cares about something that you think is insignificant, something that you might feel upset about, but why am I upset about this? It's something so small, something so insignificant. He cares, and he wants to show you that he cares. And you might be thinking, well, I've just, why would he care? Because I, you know, I've done so many bad things in my life. Why is God here for me? Why? Like, he just, why is he showing up for me? And so I have something to tell you about this story. You might have been looking at the story, and Hagar is in a very lonely place. We feel sorry for Hagar. But, and we th- might think, Sarah, oh, she's so mean. But it wasn't one-sided. Hagar wasn't innocent in this situation. And it even says in the Bible, in Genesis 16, verses 4b, But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. And other versions say she began to despise Sarah or treat her like nothing. And when Sarah exiled her and her son, the Bible says that Sarah didn't want Hagar around because she was mocking, scoffing, and laughing at her and her son. So she wasn't, she wasn't innocent in this situation. She'd done things, but God still saw her. He saw her and he showed up for her. She wasn't perfect, she wasn't blameless, but he still saw her and he cared. And Hagar learned an important lesson that day. As she rested by the desert spring, God was watching over her, and he had plans to bless her. When she was feeling the most dejected and invisible, Alroy came to her. He had seen her mistreatment by Sarah, but he had also seen Hagar's pride and her arrogance, and the part that she had played. He saw it all, and he came anyway, bringing comfort, guidance, and blessings. And just like how Hagar didn't always trust God, we're not always faultless. 
Sometimes we're not kind to other people. Sometimes we are anxious and worry and feel unseen. But even when we do not trust God, even when we have fallen short, he is there with comfort, guidance, and blessings. Because he knows our name, he sees us, and he cares. I have a little bit of a deeper story to share right now. Um, So I was talking to my mom, and I was just talking about how I was feeling super anxious about everything. I was, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get older. I was worried about school. I was worried about, like, what am I going to do when I get older? Am I going to go to university? Am I going to do this? Just feeling this, like, intense pressure and this intense anxiety. Like, if I would grow up, like, what I was going to do, if I was going to do, if I was going to go well, like, if I was going to pass enough assignments, all of these things. I was just feeling this huge amount of pressure. And so we kind of talked about how you just really need to give it to God. You need to turn to God. And I was kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, I'm struggling a little bit with that. I'm not really feeling, I don't feel seen. I don't feel heard. I was struggling a bit with giving it to God, and I wasn't feeling the peace that I've heard that you need, like that God gives you. I wasn't feeling that. And then so the next day, I woke up, and I was doing the kids' message in kids' church. And so the bottom line, I was reading over the last page of the message just to you know, refresh it in my mind. And I was reading it over, and the bottom line, and I'm going to read you a paragraph from the message, the bottom line of the message, this is what it was. I know life can really knock us down, Things might be really hard at school, or you might not be getting along with the people in your family. You might be feeling really scared, anxious, and you can't figure out why. In all of those situations, through it all, you can trust God. You don't have to face tough things alone. You can be certain that God is always with you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like, oh, well, <laughs> I kind of felt like, I felt seen, I felt like he was talking directly towards me. And so... Um, just so you know, kids, I'm standing up there and I'm <laughs> giving you a message. And sometimes that message that I'm saying to you is speaking directly to me. Yeah. Um, I'm learning stuff from the things that I teach you guys. Um, and so I just want to say that his plans for you are perfect. Even though you might not see them, you might not feel it, you might feel unseen. But he loves you and he will guide you through your trials just like he did for Hagar. He sees you in the hard places. He cares about you. He is your loving father, and he cares about the little things. No thing is too big for him. No thing is too small for him. He sees you, he cares, and he loves you. (laughs) So I'm just going to pray for you guys if you just want to close your eyes and bow your heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I just really pray that you would help everyone here know that God sees them and that he hears them and that just really help them feel his love towards them. I pray for all our mothers out here who have found that like, their hard work goes unnoticed. I pray that you will really just show them that you see them, you care for them, you appreciate them. And I just pray that you watch out over everyone here. Amen.